Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to be with us this week. I'm always out to give you the most powerful and valuable show that I possibly can. And this week isn't any different. This week, I want to talk about what it takes from you, the kind of effort that it takes from you to reinvent yourself, right? Now, as you know, I'm a fan of certain philosophies that I can dive into and kind of dissect and unpack certain ideas so that I can give them to you. But this one came from a lot of the stuff that I get from people, a lot of the questions that I get is particularly in emails, but included in DMs and through the website and even the voicemails. A lot of it is stuff that's already in my books. Like I've already written about this. I've already put it out there. It's already in the public domain. Or it's on videos of mine, or you'll see it in my Instagram or my Twitter feed or Facebook, which really got me thinking like, well, what is it about us, right? What is it that goes on with us such that, you know, I would already have put this stuff out there and somebody then emails me or calls me and says, yeah, but what about? And it isn't just little things. It's like, it's pretty sizable things that I've put out there. And I remember a long time ago, I read something, and I'm pretty sure it was Martin Heidegger, and his particularly Germanic style. He said something like, people are just too lazy to interrupt the drift of their lives. I don't think I go along with lazy, right? I don't. But I do think we're always looking to find the easiest way to do something. I do think we're always looking for ways to make things quicker, shorter, easier. And so, you know, why would I read a book when I could just send you a fucking email? Of course. So when it comes down to it, here's what we're facing. We're facing the single reason why most people will never change their lives. And I really mean that with a, with a kind of gravity that it deserves. Most people 
will never change their lives. They'll listen to podcasts. They'll get enthusiastic. They'll get inspired. But they'll never fucking go for it. They'll never go for it. And they'll die with whatever that thing was, that thing on their mind that they were going to go for. Untested. They'd rather settle into a life of mediocrity, whatever that is for them, right? Because that's a subjective notion, but still. They'd rather settle into that life than have the life that they could have. So when it comes to you in your life, if you're not a student of you, and I mean a fucking student, I mean like you understand you and the machinations of you and all the ways that those same machinations are connected to other human beings in the way that they do things, if you're not completely 100% at the source of your triggers and reliably able to interact with them and produce victories, then you're not doing the kind of work that you need to do to truly change your life. You're living in fucking hope or something. It takes something to change your life. And I really mean it. It took a lot to get you here in your life. It took a lot of effort. Or as I like to say, it takes as much effort to live a shitty life as it does a great one. But only you can determine which one you want. It takes a lot of effort to sustain a shit life. It takes a lot of effort to grind out an unfulfilling career or an empty shell of a relationship. Like, that's fucking hard, man. That is a hard life. But we seem to think, like, a new life with things in it that we want and the kind of life that's more expressive of who we are, oh, well, that's even more effort. Well, no, it's not. It's just different effort. It's a different kind of confrontation for you. You see, look, ultimately, I mean, I get a lot of inquiries here at the nation, and I want them, and you should keep them coming. But, you know, we're a small organization. It's not like I'm sitting here with a fucking bank of people. And I get to read all the emails, so I read all of them. And I can't respond to all of them. Can't give you advice like that. And people often kind of see me as that, like I'm somebody you can just send an email and I'll respond back to you. We just don't have the available bandwidth for that to happen, right? I'm writing books and doing the podcast and a bunch of other things. So it's challenging because you really want to help people. Like I really want to make a difference with people. But at the same time, you got to do, you got to do the work too. The greatest discoveries you'll ever make from my books are when you have your own personal aha moments. It's not what I tell you. It's what you do when you're reading it. It's like how you're connecting it. Are you thinking between the lines? Are you percolating between chapters? Are you sitting there and pondering and wondering? And given 
the material, the right kind of attention. Somebody a long time, and this is how long ago it was, you'll be able to tell as soon as I say this, that you could learn something from the fucking telephone book. Right now, if you're young enough, you won't know what a fucking telephone book is, but it used to be once upon a time, how you looked someone's number up was in a big book and you would open up this big, look like a catalog, everybody's telephone number in there from your area. Okay, so with, if you live in a city, it would be in your city. And it's just fucking names, addresses, and telephone numbers, right? There's nothing in there. Kind of boring. But if you thought about it long enough, there's something to learn. There's something to learn about the way it's organized, the way that it's put together, the kind of attention to detail, what it took to put that thing. You could actually learn something about yourself and about life just by reading a fucking telephone book. You could learn something about life by reading the ingredients on a Ritz fucking cracker box. Like what it takes to actually put together a Ritz cracker. <laughs> and so to then go ahead and read whatever book and say, oh, I got nothing out of that. No, you never fucking thought when you were reading it. You never gave it the intellectual effort to connect some dots for yourself. Right? There's... <laughs> I love this. Sometimes I'll get a message from somebody and they'll say, oh, I just got your third book. I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't as good as the first book. And I'll say, okay, that's good, but you should go back and read the whole chapter about expectations in the first book. <laughs> so what's all of this about? It's all about like, I believe all human beings if you point them in the right direction, are fucking geniuses. Like, they're really smart, and you're one of them. You're really smart. Have faith in your ability to break things down. Have faith in your ability to work shit out. Start to show up for yourself a bit more. Start to treat your life change like the big deal that it is. Be a student of yourself. Be a student of what it takes to live a powerful life. No one's going to give that to you. Look, it would be awesome if I could just walk around and view you with knowledge and keys to the kingdom for you. I would love to be able to do that, and I can't. But you got to engage with the material in a way that's reflective of you, of how big a deal you are that's consistent with how important you are, not in a flippant way, not in a throwaway manner, but with a kind of seriousness and the meaningfulness that it deserves. That's why I'm always saying to people, I don't do advice. I'm not an advice center. I'm a provocateur. I'm inspiring you to think for yourself. Why would I do such a thing? Because when I inspire people to think for themselves, they have that ability now. They have the ability to inquire. They have the ability to look at something and unpack it for themselves. They'll have that for the rest of their life. They don't need to keep fucking coming back to me. What was that Tony Robbins fucking thing on Netflix? I am not your guru. Yeah, that's right. I am not. Although if you go to India, 
and ask what a guru is, it's basically just a teacher. You're a teacher. But still, yeah, I'm not somebody to be put on a pedestal for you. I'm not the fountain of all fucking knowledge. But at the same time, I do have a certain perspective on life that you could have. I'm not saying anything that you can't have. You can have this. This is why when I first came out, we unfuck yourself. There was this kind of slogan that I was using at the time, right? And it was a hashtag for a little bit. And it was interrupt the drift. Now, there's a lot of different ways you could look at that, you know, like interrupting the drift of your life because your life is kind of drifting along. It is a force of nature. It's not just casually doing that. It is going in a certain direction. And I said interrupt the drift because you're going to have to stand there as a singular self against that pretty consistent and significant drift of life that you've gotten yourself into. It's kind of like standing in the face of a hurricane in many ways. Like it's coming at you and you need to stand. And your greatest weapon that'll give you strength when you're standing for that, when you're finally saying, no, I'm not going this direction anymore, and you've created a life that's now powerfully going in that direction, one thing that'll see you through it is how you've empowered yourself with knowledge, how you understand yourself, how you understand the ways in which you'll bend or buckle or break. And if you understand them, like what this really is, then you won't bend or buckle or break. It takes something to interrupt the drift of life, but it probably takes even more to interrupt the drift of your thoughts. And you'll never really interrupt the drift of your thoughts until you understand them and that you're grounded in that they're just thoughts. And the day-to-day living of our lives, our thoughts seem so overwhelming, so convincing, so real, so powerful. And a lot of what I do is to unplug you from that matrix, is to jolt you into something. But let me take a little skip back here to this thing called advice. Because, you know, I've, I've had people ask me for advice that seems, when I look at it, ludicrous. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you need to ask me what to do in this situation. Are you fucking kidding me? You're sending me this 48-page fucking email. And it's blindingly obvious what the fuck you should do. Now, I got a lot of compassion for people. I get it. Like, when you're in the middle of that shit, you can't see it. So I want to give you something that'll help you cut through that. If you're lost or confused or stuck or whatever, right? I'm going to give you something here that'll help you cut through it. If you look at your situation and you're like, Gary, I don't know what to do with this. Okay? I don't know what to do. By the way, everything I'm saying here, don't let it put you off fucking emailing me. Email the shit out of me. Send me stuff. I'll, you know, do it. 
right? Don't, oh my God, I don't want to be one of those. Just send me it, right? We'll work it out. You should know though, like if you send me an email and you're asking me to email you back, that's not going to happen, okay? I'm not going to email you back about stuff that's going on in your life because it's, you can never ever get across in an email, number one, the kind of insight that people need. That's why I, I really do enjoy the podcast. But number two, all I'd be doing is answering fucking emails. That's how that would go. So back to how do you put yourself in the right spot to cut through the bullshit of your own situation and get clear about what you need to do? All right. So think about this for a moment. There you are, sitting in a coffee shop or a juice bar or a McDonald's. I don't fucking care. Just imagine yourself sitting somewhere with your best friend. Now, you might not have a best friend right now, but think of someone in your life who you might be able to have this conversation with. And they say to you, I got a problem. And you say, go ahead. And what they tell you is exactly your situation. You say, well, you know, really dealing with this and that. And this is what I got going on. And then they tell you the whole thing. And it's exactly your situation. What would you say to them? What advice would you give your best friend? If they had your situation, what would you tell them to do? So, you know, if they're in a crappy relationship, if they're struggling with their career or their weight or their whatever, cut through the chase or cut to the chase rather, what would you say? Oh my God, you should deal with this thing like X, Y, or Z. Often the answer is right in front of your fucking face. The only thing that hamstrings you, the only thing that gets you hung up is all your own excuses and justifications and unwillingness to confront the discomfort of what it takes to change a life. That's what you're trying to justify. I talked about this in previous episodes, like people are trying to find a way through the Amazon but can I do it in a really comfortable way? No, it's the fucking Amazon. Get hacking. Let's go. Or climb Mount Everest or whatever your thing may be. When you're eliciting significant change in your life, when you're dealing with difficult or challenging circumstances in your life, the only way is through it. It's not around it or under it or over it. It's through it. If you're in a shitty relationship, yeah, you got to come to terms with this ain't working out and it's not going to work out. And part of that might be because you're not committed to it working out. Not really. Or they're not committed to it working out. Not really. Then end it. What are you doing? What are you waiting on? A sunny day? You've had those. Didn't work. I know. I know you might have a situation or a circumstance. It's fucking really hard. And blah, blah, and what about these people and that people? And that? and I get all that, right? Yeah. 
You have to deal with that on the other side of it, though. Because there's a stone cold reality to what you're dealing with. Same with something in your career, like, oh yeah, but I, what am I going to do? I'm going to be out of work, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to move to another city, or I'm going to have to. Yeah, that's right. But I got a family. Yeah, that's fucking right. And on and on and on. Often the answer is my friend staring you right in the face. It's right in front of you. People say to me, you often make it sound so simple because it's so fucking simple. It's simple. That does not equate to easy. But just because it's not easy, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like when you go through stuff like that, yeah, you'll go into the challenging phase. So buckle up, gird your loins, whatever the fuck. Step into it. You can handle it. It's a phase. It doesn't last. There's another life on the other side of it. And it's available for you. All you have to do is step in. All right, we're going to take a short break. As usual, if you want to participate in a future show, 646-450-3203, the hotline. Connect at Gary John Bishop or jump onto the website, unfucknation.com and fill out the little form there with your question or your comment or your conundrum. I want to hear from you. I really do want to hear from you. If you're like, Gary, I listened to that episode and it was great and I still don't know what the fuck to do, then fucking drop me a line and we'll see if we can include it on the show. Right after the break, we're going to deal with a question from the nation. I really think you're going to love this. So be back in a minute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the second part of the show. I got a great question for you this week that comes from the nation. I'm picking this question because I've had similar questions. So I'm going to get into that in just a second. Of course, by the way, did I even mention, I've been seeing way more stuff on the internet from the nation, particularly people wearing their t-shirts and their hoodies which is just awesome. I never thought I'd see the day, right? Like if I look back in my own past where people would be wearing hoodies with what I'm talking about, which is brilliant. If you've got any ideas, by the way, if you want to submit an idea for a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat, I'd be happy to hear them because I want to give you stuff that's 
fun and engaging and kind of a good reminder for you, right? I will say the t-shirts in particular are unbelievably comfortable. Like I've got a couple of them myself and I wear them. I try not to wear the unfuck nation one to my children's events, but we've got other ones that don't quite say that. They say UFN. So I can wear those ones, which is good. But if you've got any ideas, stuff you want to see on a t-shirt or a hat or a hoodie or a cup or whatever, please feel free to reach out and inspire the shit out of us too, right? But anyway, I want to get to this question. And the question came in, it came in a while ago, but I've had a few since then. So I wanted to go back to that one. This question came in voicemail forum. So it says, hi, Gary, my name is Rosa. I'm from New York. I'm calling because I have a question. When you always talk about relationships, you always say that we have to own our wrongdoing and that we cannot point to what the other person is doing wrong. She says, I do understand that. But sometimes, like in my case, I'm a woman and I was in a relationship where I was trying to keep it together and stay in that relationship forever. But the man that I was in a relationship would physically abuse me because he's trying to have me think the way that he thinks. Do you think that it's worth it to keep trying to see what you're doing wrong? All right, Rosa. Let me set the record straight on this relationship thing. Do I think you should stay in that relationship to see what you're doing wrong? Fuck no. Fuck no. But let's get to the bottom of this. Let's make this clear for not only you, Rosa, but everybody else who listens to the nation. If you're in a relationship where there's any kind of physical abuse, like, and I really mean, I'm going to call it straight, like physical abuse is somebody putting their hands on you to suppress you, hitting, shoving you up against the wall, pushing you around. That shit is fucking unacceptable. And if that's happening in your relationship, you're not in a relationship. Okay, you are not. This is going into some other territory, right? And by the way, and Far fewer cases, right? But it does happen. If you're in a relationship, if you're a man and you're in a relationship with a woman and they're doing that with you, then you're not in a relationship, okay? That's not appropriate, okay? It's inappropriate. It's not okay to express your frustrations by physically imposing yourself on another. It's just not. And some of those are very extreme. Like people get the fucking shit kicked out of them, right? That's more likely to be a woman, of course, right? Because most men can run fast. That's actually, you know, that's a silly joke to make. But anyway, you get what I'm talking about, right? It's far more common for a woman to be abused physically than a man, okay? Statistically so. What you're saying here, Rose, says you're in this world of right and wrong, which is all morality. It's all and the emotional attachment to morality. I would rather you were looking at this in terms of what's acceptable and unacceptable. And only you get to say what's acceptable or unacceptable. 
there's no cheese down that tunnel for you of self-discovery while another is physically suppressing you. You can't learn anything in there. Like, oh yeah, you should fucking hit me and then I'll learn something about myself. No. But you also said something like, this person wants me to think the way that they think. Now, on one hand, on my left hand, if you like, that is how a lot of couples operate. We're kind of like working out how the other one thinks and seeing whether we align with that or not. And they're doing the same with you and that's all good. But relationships end when two people cannot reconcile that. I just don't see life the way that you see it. And it's not that I have to see it the way you see it, but I can't reconcile my life with how you see it. Like if you're wanting me to live a certain way and that doesn't connect with me, then I'm not going to do it. So this is really a case of you, Rosa, like really getting clear about what it is you want to do in a relationship, who it is you want to be in a relationship, and then finding someone that you could do that with. It's not necessarily finding someone who sees things exactly the way you see them. It's not necessarily finding someone who even connects with you. If you think of a relationship like a space between two people, and you want to walk into that space and express yourself, what you're really doing is finding someone who you're okay with the way they express themselves in this space. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, you could be yourself in here and I'll be myself over here and then we'll just work shit out. But I will say, like, unequivocally, if there's any kind of physical or emotional abuse, and again, I've said this in previous episodes, be really responsible with the way you're using this word abuse, because you are a creature of language, you will live with the consequences of the language you're choosing. If you're saying the word abuse, you got to get really clear about what that is, right? And if it's physically, if somebody's like raising their hand and hitting you, I think that's pretty fucking obvious. Somebody's abusing their physical strength to dominate you. But at the same time, right, you got to really look at, like, yeah, this is an appropriate word for me to use. Then you should use it. If you're not sure, then just get straight about what they're doing and not doing. Oh, they say this and they do that. And they say this and they do that. And they do that and they say this. That's when you're getting really clear about it. Is what they're saying, is what they're doing consistent with somebody who's in a loving relationship with you? If it's not, then you really got to reconsider whether this is for you. But not under any circumstances, and it's pretty obvious. Like, couples will argue, couples will fight, couples won't get along, people will get triggered. That's right. But that is a line. And you get to say where that line is. You get to say where, okay, we're getting into the territory right now where this is unhealthy. It's not good for me. 
It's not good for you. It's not good if you have children. It's not good for them. It's not good for my life. Then you got to step up and step out. And that might be hard. I know that for many people. It's very, very challenging. And I get it. And you've got a lot tied to that relationship. And I get that too. And there's no alternatives. You cannot get yourself in a position where shitty behavior is the norm. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you spend most of your time together arguing, that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. If you added up the minutes that you're actually in communication with your partner, okay, add them up in a day, because, you know, you got work. They might have worked too. Or they might go to a job and you might stay at home or they might stay at home or you go to a job. But there are hours in a day when you're just not even talking. You might text. And then you come home. If you added up the minutes, you're actually talking. I don't mean the minutes they're doing something and you're doing something. I mean the minutes you're actually talking. It actually doesn't add up to a lot of minutes in a day. It might be an hour, an hour's worth of talking. If in that hour, you're arguing for 30 of those minutes, that's fucking bullshit. You should be arguing for maybe three of those minutes. Now, if you think about most arguments, most arguments are a lot shorter than you think. You'll have an argument for a few minutes and then it'll stop. And then you'll go back to the same argument and have it lighter. But it's only another few minutes and then it'll stop. And then you'll go back and have another argument for a few minutes. About the same fucking thing, by the way. But anyway. And then it'll stop. And on and on and on. But it seems like you're arguing a lot. But if you look at it in the cold light of day, if you, <laughs> if you had a fucking stopwatch, right? But, all right, we're going to argue. Click. In time, all right, that's the argument over. Arguments usually end with some kind of fuck you anyway, you know. They usually end at least temporarily, and then you'll start again. I have no problem with couples arguing. It can be a real great way to decompress. A lot of kind of pent-up bullshit. I know there's all this stuff about healthy communication, but in many ways, a good argument can be healthy communication. You can get stuff off your chest. and. As long as you don't make it mean anything. As long as when somebody says you're a fucking asshole, you don't make it mean something worse than you're an asshole. So, at the slightest, Rosa, the slightest insinuation of people suppressing your freedom, your self-expression as a human being, that's not a relationship you're in. That's a shit ship. Okay? It's bullshit. Where you want to work shit out for yourself in a relationship is when the relationship, if you look at it in the cold light of day, it's got its highs, it's got its lows, but it works. Yeah, you're always examining like who you are in a relationship. But you should never be apologetic 
for being beaten up or somehow suppressed. Never apologize for that. Never like, oh, well, maybe there's something for me to learn here. Like, why do I say those things that set you off? Fuck that shit. Fuck that. That is not growth work. It's not. And if you ever find yourself in one of those relationships and you, you don't know how the fuck to get out of it, you don't know how to, then again, what I said earlier on the show, imagine your friends telling you about this situation. What would you tell them to do? But seek support. There's a lot of support out there. There's a lot of support groups. There's a lot of organizations. There's a lot, like, you don't have to do it all alone. And remember, whatever you get into next is just a phase. So it'll be shitty for a while. But if ever you feel as if your physical well-being is in danger, you fucking handle that to the extreme. You take no chances with that. To the extreme. If you're in a relationship with somebody where your well-being, your physical well-being is threatened, then you handle that with, as they would say, extreme prejudice. Like, I don't take that shit as flippant. People say shit like, I'll kill you. Fuck that. Fuck that. Or I'll hurt you. Fuck that. With extreme prejudice, you take that seriously. Very seriously. And you might say, well, I know them on a better day. No, no. I know you on your worst days. My wife knows me my worst days. Nobody's dying. Nobody's getting hurt. I mean, I'm pissed off, but you're good. One of us is going to Starbucks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, probably me. So, growth work can be done in a challenging environment where maybe you both got yourselves in a spot where you're arguing too much. Or there's a real threat this thing's going to end because it's just become so nasty. Yeah, that's fine. You can do growth work in that environment. But when you kind of go into the realms of abuse, no. No. No, 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 no. No growth work there. That's now your well-being is under threat and you got to handle your well-being. There's no integrity in pursuing a relationship. No integrity in pursuing a relationship that's so obviously broken. Broken. What do I mean by no integrity? You can't live your life pretending that it's all going to turn out when you know it's just not working. But how do you know, Gary? You know. You know. You know, and then you try and talk yourself out of it. And then you know, and then you try and talk yourself out of it. And then you know. Take away all the shit that you're saying, the justifications, the reasons, and the excuses, and get to the heart of it. This doesn't 
work? And ultimately, that's what relationships come down to. Do they work? Does this work? Do we argue? Sometimes. Or never. Do we get along? Sometimes. If it's never, then you're fucked. Or most of the time. Or, yeah, I mean, we, we get along. Those are like baseline requirements. If you can at least say, well, yeah, for the most part, we get along. You have an opportunity to create something fucking great. But if you say, well, we get along rarely or never, you got a fucking problem. And if you say, we mostly get along except for the flashpoints when it gets dangerous, get the fuck out of there. That is not working. It shouldn't swing like that from we get along to I'm now worried about my safety. And don't say shit like, well, I'm not worried because I know this person better. Fuck that. No, you don't. No, you don't. The temperature is rising. It's getting hotter and hotter. So, Rosa, my friend of the nation, Do not justify other people's shitty behavior. You're going to turn yourself into a victim or something. Do not walk that pathway under any circumstance, no matter how much it feeds into what you believe about yourself. Oh boy, those words, you got to really think about what I just said there. And I'm not going to explain them any further. Like I said earlier, at some point, you got to take a stand for the life you want. Right? That thing that I said a long, long time ago on the internet that really got a lot of attention when I first said it. You have the life you're willing to put up with. Period. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a member of the nation. I'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns